Again, we consume the NFL Combine on Radio Row. This is day number two. Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen, for context purposes, have yet to speak uh, to reporters here at the Combine. So as we wait on that and uh, talk some more Colts, we do that with longtime Colts insider, the Dean Mike Chappell, Fox 59, CBS 4, formerly of the Indianapolis Star. He's been with the Colts on the beat every year, every day since 1984. Mike, how many Combines is this for you? Everyone uh, since '87, right? '87 that we've yeah. had him. So, and it's, it's funny to talk Radio Row. This we didn't yeah. have this. What was what's Radio, <laughs> what's Radio Row? Row? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I can still remember uh, the, the centerpiece used to be the uh, Holiday Inn Crown Plaza, and in our work area was the, was the lobby, <laughs> and you grab players as they came through. We had in '98 we got Peyton Manning up against the bar. At, uh, at the over at the uh, Louisiana State Bar, Louisiana State Bar. Yeah, yeah. And there were like twenty of us. That was it. And <laughs> and, and in the next the next year, we're in, we're in, we're walking in the lobby, and we're looking for guys that Colts may take. And and we saw a, a black guy with RB on his shirt mm-hmm. in dreads. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was Ricky Williams. Yeah, yeah. And it was Edron James. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh-huh. I, he said, I think you guys want yeah. somebody else. <laughs> so it, it's, it's changed so much. And it's it's right now, this is probably the third most attended NFL, NFL event, event yeah. behind the Super Bowl and maybe maybe the conference championship. So, I mean, that, was, that was 1998. I mean, in the, no grand, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that long ago, Mike. I know the, a lot's changed. And you got social media now and the whole digital landscape of things. But... Can, can you, since you've seen it all, can you pinpoint a year or a time where it started to really change and really ramp up and morph into what it is now? It's hard to really say when the last 15 years, maybe. I, I don't know. But more and more reporters and people, it got to be this is where. You have to be. You have to be here. Yeah. And over the last probably 10 or 12 years, people have gotten smart. The league has smarter. And they've had the GMs and the coaches talk. This is, at some point, this is the first access to your coach or right. your GM mm-hmm. since the end of the season. Yeah. So you got to be here. And the fact that it's here, it's been great for us, the, the indie media. And it won't be here forever. You know, maybe next next year's the last year mm-hmm. for sure, and then we'll see. But it's just grown. It's over, like, probably 1,500 people show up for this combine. So it's great for the city, yeah. great exposure. But if you're anywhere close, you simply have to be here because this is the center of the NFL universe for yeah. a week. I mean, the NFL has made it like it's uh, for, for all 32 teams. It's the state of the union for every team in the offseason here. And what they want to do, I understand the league. I've talked to Jeff Foster about this over the last 10 years, and we've seen the way it's grown and that the league wants to maximize it. So they want to take it on the road. Yeah, They think they can make this rotational like they have the the draft well it's it's apples and oranges it's not even remotely the same right. thing with the draft you have a big stage it's a party it's a party yeah and here you've got you know radio row it's fine but this is about 300 players the the interviews but more than that the the medicals and, and all the medical stuff is like 10 minutes mm-hmm. from here and jeff foster said yeah you know we could move this to la and it would work if i could move 
IU Health <laughs> right. if to that's LA like, in the same area. Package deal, yeah. right? So it, it's it, it's eventually going to move because that's what the NFL does and what the NFL wants it gets. Sure, but no one will do this better. A lot of us thought this was going. Even Jeff thought this was going to move sooner. But then the league, I think they were getting ready to move, and they thought, well, wait a minute, we're not even remotely ready to do that. So it, it, it just works here. There's always glitches, but they know what's going on here, getting players in. And again, 300 players, fly them in, do all the interviews and in the position drills and medicals. But when you make things, something so strong and fluid as this, yeah. the league's going to move it. All right, well, let's talk. Let's go back a couple weeks ago. Again, we're talking to you right before uh, Shane Steichen, head coach of the Colts, and Chris Ballard, general manager of the Colts, speak here at the Combine. But, Mike, when you go back and, and you, uh, you know, analyze and, and break down Shane Steichen's opening press conference, what were your initial thoughts of the hire and, and you know, what, what he's going to be tasked with doing rebuilding this offense? I think it appears to be the right, the right hire. We'll see. It's, it's, and I've always contended – and I'm probably over the top with it, the biggest move will be the quarterback. It, it's get the right guy in April. If you have the right coach and the wrong quarterback, it's not going to work. It's, it's just something won't work. But if you have an okay coach and, and the quarterback is the right guy, it's going to work. So, I, and, and Steichen's got the, the offensive background with the people he's worked with, with what the Rivers and mm-hmm. Herbert and, and, and Jalen Hurts, and he's going to have this young guy come in, and he's going to have his hands all over him. This will be his task to really mold this guy and develop him. So I, I, it was a good hire, a very good hire. The first impression of him is he was a whip puppy that day. Yeah. He was tired. Yeah, yeah that was the gauntlet. He was, he was tired. The rough and, 48 hours. And we, I mean. Yeah, and we didn't get a lot of emotion from him as far as the football stuff. The, the emotion came when he thanked, you know, 300 people, what it mm-hmm. seemed like, because he just taught he just, so many people that helped him get there. But I, I think the longer, the, the more we're around him, the, the, you know, routinely, he'll loosen up. But we'll see. I mean, hopefully it's, it's the right hire. It, it needs to be the right hire. There's three or four things that have to work this offseason. Head coach, quarterback, you know, what do you do if, on, on your free agents and left tackle and this, that, and the other. But yeah. you've got to get the quarterback and the head coach right. One of the things in this NFL that we we see now is you, you can't be patient. It seems like it seems like you have to have instant success. When you look at the Colts, you got a new coach, and <laughs> you got a new coach and potentially a new quarterback. How hard is it to judge if it's not clicking immediately? Let's say it's similar to what you saw with Jacksonville, year one. Trevor Lawrence, they're back in that first overall pick last year. Yet here they are. They made the playoffs this year. Where is that line? Oh, impatience. That's what it is. More so with the fan base, but I think we've seen with the team and the owner. I think the owner is at his wit's end. He, he, he's told me on more than one occasion, told a lot of us, they've, they've got to quit this, this veteran quarterback carousel. You just can't grow as, a, as an organization when it's year to year. Now, they thought Carson Wentz was going to be more than one year. They really did. And, and I thought there was a sure. chance of that, too. Right. And we thought Philip Rivers was going to be at least two years. But you just can't make progress by changing quarterbacks every year. And th- that's why now they get, they've got – it's always about timing. It's about timing. You know, th- they were awful in 97, and who's waiting for them? Peyton Manning. They were awful in, the, in, in 2011. Yeah. And, look, it, it, what I always remember is, is 
in 2011 they were two and 14, three and 13, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and and they get Andrew Luck. Well, the next year the Chiefs have the same record and they've got the first pick, and all of there's a left tackle. Yeah, <laughs> right. So so it's you've, it's got to be the right time in the right place, and this is the right time in the right place. You've got a top four pick. It might be a higher pick. And you've got at least three quarterbacks that most analysts believe are franchise-type quarterbacks. Now, one of the things we were talking about in August, you're watching this team at camp, and it's this team should win the South. So you look at it where they are now. We see, you know, 4-12-1, but a lot of that roster is still here. So how far off is this team when you look at, you know, where they are right now? I guess it depends on when you say how far off. To be a playoff team, not that far off. Go back and look what they were, 4-12-1, and if you change, I mean, with the people they had, should have beaten Houston in the final game, should have beaten Pittsburgh, should have beaten Philly, should have beaten Minnesota. Yeah, and Dallas. And I mean, Dallas. Dallas you, well, you're in yeah, that game yeah, until right. the fourth. For sure. you're, you're not getting blown out right. by 33. Correct. Right. Correct. And, and, and while that would have really painted a better picture of the team, you'd have still been, you'd have missed the playoffs. Right. And you'd have been picking, I don't know, in the middle of the pack. Right. Yeah, 13th. If yeah. you're going to be bad, just be bad and get a top four pick. <laughs> But I don't think they're that far away if you get the right quarterback. Because, again, you've got a good defense, a, a, a playoff defense. You've got some talent on offense. We'll see what they do. The, the offensive line's got to play better. It's just that was the demise of everything. No one foresaw the offensive line regressing. Now, we all questioned left tackle, and we questioned right guard, and, mm-hmm. and those came to fruition. But you, you've got one of the top two running backs in the league. Right. You've got – Michael Pittman, wherever you rank him, Alec Pierce showed things. You got a young tight ends. Get the right quarterback, and you give yourself a chance. Now, Chap, I want to talk about you know it looks like all indications point to Gus Bradley being back. So this defense is going to, in large part, look very similar. What can a healthy Shaquille Leonard, if if all of that, what can he add to this defense that I think, by all accounts, played pretty well last year? I wouldn't say they were great, but they definitely weren't at the bottom of the barrel. Playmaking, I mean. As good as the defense was last year, it was never getting takeaways. And what check have two years ago, 11, 12, 13, yeah. however you want to add it up. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that, that I'm hoping to, that Chris clears up today is where is Shaq? He's three, yeah. he's three or four months out of surgery, which is about the timeline of when he had surgery last year right. and was cleared to practice. So you should you need to know. You need, you need to know for a lot of things. You need to know Shaq's status. On do you try to bring back Okereke? Right. Do you? You're certainly going to try to bring back EJ Speed. But I like the defense. I like what Gus has done. And if Gus is back, which all signs point to that, and I've written that from what we've heard, is does that mean you try to re-sign Yannick Ngakwe? Exactly. That's where I was going it, next. It impacts. Yeah. And I tell you, one, one thing that, that I don't think we should dismiss when you start throwing around things on, on trades for the first pick, what if Chicago would prefer a veteran player Along with picks and seven other over a draft pick, yeah. What if they would like DeForest Buckner? You know, boy, I'd hate to give him up because he's one of your few playmakers. Right. But again, I do almost whatever it takes to get that first pick or second pick. And Kenny Moore, I mean, Kenny Moore really didn't fit here. He he was great with Flus. So, so many moving parts. But I agree with you. This defense was playoff caliber. Until yeah. it simply wore down, yeah, right? and it, it misses fell off a cliff. It, it, some defensive ends and Tyquan Lewis, and then it just wore down from trying to carry an offense. So I like the defense, but there will be changes. Well, let's stay right there, Chappie. You talked about Unique Ngakwe and some of these in-house free agents. 
who are the in-house guys that you would really prioritize this offseason? Guys that you really need to think long and hard about bringing back. Chase McLaughlin. He's, yeah, yeah. And to me, that's a no-brainer because he's only going to cost you a couple million dollars. Paris Campbell. I mean, again, you look at the roster the way it is right now, which will be greatly different later, but the only two veteran guys are Pittman and uh, Alec Pierce. Yeah. Everybody else are just sort of guys. So I, I think Paris Campbell showed you enough when he stayed healthy that he could be a, a very viable number three. And this is in an offense that just couldn't throw the ball very efficiently, down mm-hmm. the field especially. In Gakwe. I'm probably uh, Kenny, Kenny uh, not Kenny Moore, but EJ Speed. There's three or four guys that I think they really need to look at. But what's important is is how much time ha- has Shane Steichen had to look at these players, and how much will he, maybe he has to re- really rely on Gus Bradley and, and Chris Ballard to say these are the guys yes that we want, but can we afford? Mm-hmm. Because they've they've got some room under the cap. But not as much as as you need. I can see some things happening. You know, they're gonna. We haven't talked about it. Aren't they gonna release Matt Ryan and Nick Foles? You pick up seventeen million dollars by releasing Matt Ryan. So there's things they can do. I like where this roster is, but boy, it does need help. Well, I mean, staying right there. When you you look at where this team ended up, four twelve and one. Nobody wants to be there. When you're four twelve and one, you have holes. There's areas you need to address. Quarterback is definitely one that's people have talked about for sure but when you look at this team where is the biggest hole where is the biggest area of need they need to address and most likely if you're going to get that quarterback you're going to have to do that prior to the draft because your draft capital might not be there as we sit here today receiver again they've got two guys that you can say yeah i can see us winning with these guys (coughs) but you need what four yeah anyway and then a young guy uh Tight end, I think they're okay there. They need a blocking tight end. They really, really miss Jack Doyle. Yeah. Offensive line. Do, do we believe that Bernhard Ryman is the guy at left tackle? I don't know. You know, unlike, you know, last year they, they didn't have any competition for Matt Pryor at left tackle. So even if you think Ryman is the guy, bring in a veteran guy to push him. And if he and if Ryman wins, that guy's your swing tackle. You need a right guard. Yep. Uh, corner, they're going to need some corners. So, again, defensive end, if you don't bring Ngakwe back, you need a defensive end. You can't go with Dio and Quiddy as your main guys. And I, I, I didn't mention free agents. Uh, Tyquan Lewis. I would bring Tyquan Lewis back. He won't cost you much because right. of the injury. But, Depth, yeah. But, again, I, I like the roster, but there are, there are holes, and, and that's why it's going to be incumbent upon Ballard maybe to be more aggressive than he's been free agent-wise. Not the, the, the major contracts, but, right. but to get guys that you say – yeah, I can see this guy. He's done it before. We paid a little bit more. They've never paid for for a wide receiver. Yeah. What the biggest contract was Funches. Yep. One yeah. Year, yeah. One year, ten million. Funches, and yeah. the collarbone, right? Yeah. Week one. For, week one. Week one. Yeah. He yeah. played. Yeah. A handful so, of snaps. That's but it. they just if you're if you're going to invest in the running or in the quarterback, which they are, you got to have your left tackle, and you've got to have you got a running back. Then you got to have receivers to, to complement him, or it's not going to work. Yeah. No doubt about that. Last one for me, chap. Then we'll. Cut you loose, get ready for uh, Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard talking a little bit later on today here at the NFL Combine. Let's stay on the up and up, all right? Level, your level of optimism, what are, what are some things that give you confidence and hope that Shane Steichen's going to work out, they're going to get the quarterback right, and there's still enough building pieces and foundational units, if you will, for the Colts to 
make a run at getting back to the playoffs as early as next season? Maybe it's blind faith, but I think the offensive line plays better yeah. because it really can't play much worse than it did. I, I think that Quentin comes back and plays well. Braden Smith played pretty well most of the year, had a few glitches. Ryan Kelly's got to play better if he's still here. I mean, mm. you know, right. He, he could be let go for cap purposes. But if the line comes back and can play, okay. You, you've got some some pieces at tight end. You've got some pieces at receiver. You've got Jonathan Taylor. He's still an elite running back. And, oh, by the way, will they extend him? Will they extend Michael Pittman? So, yeah. Yeah. so I, I, that's why I say there's pieces in place. But, boy, it starts it starts with the offensive line. G- give the quarterback. I go back to 2002 when Houston, remember their first draft with David Carr? And they beat the football out of him. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and closer to here, and, Andrew Luck, where they never did a good job of protecting him. If you're going to invest that much, if you're going to invest the next 10 years in a quarterback, Give him a chance to succeed. Yeah, and I think they have that, right? I think they have those foundational pieces in place, but there's no doubt have to play better, need more chemistry up front. We'll see what the Colts do with the rest of their coaching staff on the offensive side of the football and try to make it work. Mike Chappell, Colts insider, Fox 59, CBS 4. I can't thank you enough. And I also tell you all this time, and I'm half joking, half not, but you're you're never allowed to retire. You're, yeah, you're just don't. not. Truly. You're just not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you're stuck with this and, and us forever. Couple, couple more years, I figure. <laughs> oh, God. As, as long as, oh, long as the paychecks keep keep clearing at the TV station and I enjoy, and I enjoy doing it. Yep. I, I want to do this because I'm also a Hall of Fame, and, and I want to get Vinny in first sure, ballot. Of course. I, I think that's two years. Yeah. Got to get Reggie in. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy doing it, and if you if you enjoy doing it, and they pay you to do it, why would you honestly? Run away from it? I know I tell you this all the time. Like I'll sit there, and I'll, you know, I'm a dork. I read everything, right? I consume, I read, I organize. Quite frankly, I steal uh, from from Mike Chapel. Yep. I, I steal more from Mike Chapel than anybody. Yeah, if you if you listen to our pregame show, as you do, Mike, there's a lot of stuff, <laughs> and it yells. According, Chap. according to Mike Chapel, the Colts are averaging da 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 d. That's just it, man. I appreciate you stopping by, and uh, best of luck with all the uh, the coverage the rest of the way here, man. Appreciate it. Stay in touch.